You can do any kind of thing with hypnosis. We like to call it sort of the hot sauce of kink. Welcome to Wild and Sublime, a sexy spin on infotainment, no matter your preferences, orientation, or relationship style. Based on the popular live Chicago show, each week I'll chat about sex and relationships with citizens from the world of sex positivity. You'll hear meaningful conversation, dialogues that go deeper, and information that can help you become more free in your sexual expression. I'm sex educator Karen Yates. Today, one person shares her experience with erotic hypnosis. Plus, we'll hear a sexy song in celebration of our birthday. Keep listening. If you did not hear last week's episode, yes, this is our podcast birthday month, and we will be giving away gifts on Instagram, so follow us there if you don't already. Plus, for the entire month of August, we will be giving our Afterglow members on Patreon access to But Basics, the webinar we did with sex educator Ren Graybert about posterior play. Do you have questions about how to put things in your butt and make it a pleasurable experience like everyone claims it can be? We will answer those questions and have you or a partner sticking things up your butt in no time. We support our work. (laughs) Support our work and get this webinar by joining the Afterglow starting at just $5 a month, plus bonus content like Q&A sessions with sexperts, my audio creator notes, special announcements, and more. You'll be helping us meet our monthly expenses and feel good at the same time, hopefully in your hiney. If a monthly membership is not your thing, consider throwing some bucks in the tip jar in appreciation for our work. More info is in the show notes. Hey folks, today we'll be looking at erotic hypnosis, a subject that's come into its own in the past few years with a lot of articles being written about it. Hypnosis has a few different uses in the sexual arena. It can help people with pain during penetrative sex, premature ejaculation, and other physical issues when done with a certified hypnotherapist, one that specializes in sexual wellness. But we'll be talking more about the erotic and kinky uses of hypnosis on this episode and how it can boost sensation or not. Last year, I interviewed one person about how she found hypnosis as a cool new kink. Lois, not her real name, now runs the Mesmer Hypnosis Group in Chicago. This interview was done at the boxcar in January 2020. As Lois herself is quick to say, she is not a certified hypnotherapist, but you'll get good information from her story. Enjoy. First off. What is erotic hypnosis? Okay, so this sounds like a very, like, fundamental question, right? Most people have this idea of hypnosis as being, like, you're just going to make me cluck like a chicken and then you somehow find that hot. Which, like, I mean, sure, there could be that that people. I'm not that person. So I think most people are just thinking blowjobs. Right, yeah. Like, (laughs) there could be any number of things, right? So erotic hypnosis is basically, and you're going to be like, all right, don't Lois. It's hypnosis used in any kind of context. And what hypnosis is, is also super confusing to people. So it is focused concentration. And most people are going to be like, all right, yeah, what? Well, here's the deal. Like, almost everybody, multiple times a day, is probably hypnotized at some point. So like- Like Instagram? Well, yeah, sure. Exactly. If literally, if you're doing something mindlessly, anyone here who's like in endurance sports, if you're like in the zone, that sort of a feeling of that. If you're into BDSM, subspace, pretty similar. If you're into like yoga, meditation, that kind of stuff, all of this is just different flavors. And so you can do any kind of thing with hypnosis, which is 
I think, what makes it really fun, but also what makes it really hard to talk about and explain to people. We like to call it sort of the hot sauce of kink. I have like other food analogies that tend to get longer and weirder. But with the idea that there are some people who literally just kink on the act of hypnosis, who find the idea of hypnotizing somebody, of being hypnotized, of that sort of thing, they just find it so hot. Because it's sort of like a, it's like a dumb sub thing. Yeah, there's a ton of power dynamics that go into it. But if that's not your thing, like it can just be fun and relaxing and cool and chill and like a fun way to de-stress, but you can do all kinds of stuff and it can be woven into all kinds of play. If you're into DS stuff, I mean, is there anything that's like really hotter than being like, are you doing this thing? Cause you want to do this thing? Or are you doing this thing? Cause like, I'm so in your head and you're doing it. Cause like, I really want you to do it. And you can't really tell the difference. Like you can, you know, play with that. You can, if you're in a rope, you can play around with sensation on stuff. You can, I don't know, like stick somebody to a wall and just make them stick there and not be able to move and like watch whatever happens. There's all kinds of different fun stuff that you can do with it that really runs the gamut from like very pretty vanilla. You'll hear a lot about hypnosis more in a clinical and a therapeutic context for stuff like weight loss or smoking cessation or things like that up to like crazy impact things. I was at a, I was at a hypnosis convention this past weekend and I was watching a demo with a single tail and changing how okay, a single, single tail, tail what's a that? single tail whip. If anyone is like familiar with this. So this is usually not a thing that feels gentle, not so much. And like changing the feeling of that. So the person under hypnosis is experiencing the whip as a different sensation. Totally different sensation. Like a spaghetti noodle? you could do that. There's a lot of like different tricks you can do with hypnosis. So you could, and this is like this particular person who was demo bottoming, which is what we call somebody who's like, there for all of this was really, you know, no, wait, really wait, wait, okay, like, go back. Yeah. Demo bottom is, oh, you Demo mean like, bottom, you mean like, it within, like in, yeah, within a of, workshop sort a of workshop. Yeah. Okay. Somebody who really likes pain. And so we're playing with this idea of turning the pain off, turning the pain up, changing arousal. Does something like turning your arousal almost like a dial? Could you turn it up? Could you turn it down? Okay. So getting to arousal and hypnosis and looking at the non kinky applications, yeah. let's talk about like people who experience pelvic pain, like vaginismus, like they Mm -hmm. have trouble having sex because there's so much pain in their pelvic area. Like could erotic hypnosis help Mm -hmm. with something like that? So the first caveat that I give on all of this is that I just screw around with this stuff. I am by no means a clinician. I am no means sort of like an officially trained certified practitioner. There are people that are great at that. But that said, if you are of sort of the sciencey nerd persuasion. Hi, right here. You know, there's some really interesting medical literature that's out there that's in academic journals, that's in scientific journals, that looks at hypnosis as a form of almost an anesthetic, as a pain relief for anxiety. And there's a lot of studies and and kind of clinical research about the different applications of it. Were we talking about firewalking, kind of the hypnotic state you have to be in to walk on fire? We were not. Okay. But I I think that sounds interesting. It was around this idea of being in a situation where you're taking in pain, but then if you break the yeah. spell, if you will, people mm-hmm. can be hurt. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the trust implications of erotic hypnosis. So one of the things that is just has to be completely said from the outset with hypnosis is that we take consent so seriously. It is an area in which there's a lot of thorny, complicated consent issues that you might not see in another context. And to me, consent and trust are like hand in glove. I really have to trust the person that I'm going to play with if I am on the top side of if I am working as a hypnotist or if I'm on the bottom side. I think that there's a lot of vulnerability that you have to kind of let somebody like 
play around with your head a little bit. And you really need to trust the person that you're working with. You really need to walk through what's in, what's out, consent. We have a local hypnosis group in town. It's called Mesmer. And we're on FET. We will share links and all that good stuff. And every meeting we have, we've probably spent the first 15 minutes walking through our consent policy and what that means and what that looks like. Because you really are accessing an altered state and all of the stuff that comes up about negotiation. Do you negotiate mid-scene? All that sort of stuff really has to be thoughtfully worked through. Do you think folks come to erotic hypnosis thinking they're going to quote unquote get something? Oh yeah. I think that there's... Sure. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that there's a lot of different things that draw people to it. I think there's to some people like just the novelty, like the sheer novelty of like, what the absolute hell is this? I think we got a lot of like people who are interested in more sort of DS stuff who really want to be controlled or want to people that are maybe very much dominant who want to weave something into their play. You know, I think that there's other people that are like, I do a lot of demos when you're hypnotized. It's called a trance. And I do a lot of first-time trances for people and to give them a sense of kind of what it feels like. And for a lot of people are like, huh, that was like not at all what I was expecting. Do people Um, remember what they've gone through? Yeah, I think so. Myself, and again, just speaking as me, I can pretty much remember everything. I'm a little fuzzy. Like I sometimes feel, you know that moment when you've gotten home from like the end of a long day and maybe you haven't had time for a lot of food and like you pour a very large glass of wine. And like that sort of moment when it kicks in and you're like, yeah. That's good. Like that is sort of what that feels like to me, you know, a little fuzzy, a little soft, but I'm able to remember stuff that said there is definitely a whole field of hypnosis, especially erotic hypnosis. That's called memory play specifically that deals with like amnesia, having people forget things, having people misremember things. And that goes back to the idea of consent and trust, right? That if you're really going to play in that space, you really need to trust that somebody is not you know, it's not going to manipulate you in a way that could be dangerous. I would love to ask you about some of your early personal experiences. Sure. Okay. So I have been in and around the hypnosis scene on and off for about 15 years, but in a very different context. So I had an ex-boyfriend. He is a fantastic hypnotist. And he is one of these people who just kinks on the act of hypnosis. We were probably like early 20s and we're all dumb in our early 20s. Like we just are. And so, you know, you're kind of working through stuff and you're trying to talk through like relationships and the night that he like came out to me to be like, so I like hypnosis. And I was like, I mean, cool. Magic shows are fun. And he's like, no, no, like hypnosis. And I was like, okay, like, I feel like there's more here. Can we unpack that a little more? And he's like, okay, fine. Like, it's really fucking hot. And I was like, all right, sure. So he's like, can I hypnotize you? And I was I mean, you can try, which turns out to be pretty much the biggest impediment for someone who wants to be hypnotized is if you can believe that you're going to be hypnotized or not. And I was like, this sounds like nonsense, but I'm a like mediocre girlfriend. So like I'll play along and it didn't work like not well at all. And so we kept trying and like it's really sort of awkward and he was still figuring it out because he really hadn't had a chance to do this with somebody like in real life. There were some moments where I was like, is this a thing? Like, it's kind of working. But I always found it really, like, academically interesting. And he got better, and I got better. And it's just like any skill. You have to sort of work at it. You have to kind of train your mind, train your muscles. So we'd broken up, like, four times. And I went to visit him for what was, like, basically a weekend booty call. And I had been like, hey, let's just do this. And, oh, my gosh, it was just, like, hitting a home run out of the ballpark. There were so many things that we did that I, true story, have no memory of because it was like, 
we just really gelled and we were doing all of this sort of like hypnosis play. And it was something we've each written about this. So I try and be really respectful of privacy, but I'm not like oversharing, but he was doing something where he's like, every time I say your name, like your arousal will build. And I'm just going to like, basically like pin you to the wall and say your name again and again and again until you're like ready to just explode. And did another thing where there's something in hypnosis that's called a post-hypnotic suggestion. So Manchurian candidate, everyone. Right. (laughs) Super fun. But it's this idea that you can give somebody a suggestion while they're hypnotized that they're going to come back to later. You know, I've seen a couple of demos where it's like, when it's a safe and appropriate, these are important like safety words, right? Because every time you see the color red, you'll start to get turned on. Safe and appropriate is key because like stop signs, right? Like if you're in a car, that's maybe not like how you want to drive. Some people do. Don't yuck your gum. So he gave me some suggestion that like the next day at breakfast, he would say something and all of a sudden I would just have this like wave of pleasure that floats through my body. But I would not know that this had been happening. Like I wouldn't remember the suggestion. I wouldn't remember anything. We would just be sitting there like having breakfast. He would say this word and all of a sudden, so that happened. And I was like, what has just happened? Like lightning bolt through your body out of nowhere. And I was like, what? And it was really kind of this weekend that it clicked for us and how this could work for each of us. I think it was like a hugely confidence building experience for him. For me, I was hooked on the like, this is incredibly interesting. What more can we do with this? And so he got very involved in the community, nationwide erotic hypnosis community. And I was always like, so tell me more. What are you up to? He's like, well, St. Andrew's Cross this. And I was like, what? And he'd like tell me different things. And I'd be like, tell me more. Tell me more. Like enough of this, like living vicariously through you and hearing all the stories and kind of seeing this stuff. I want to learn how to do this. And I want to learn how to do it well. And I want to understand it. Like, I don't want to just do kind of like the parlor trick. I really want to understand it. And then it felt a little bit like stuff exploded for me. And it's been really like a fun journey. Now you run a group. Yeah, I run a group with a couple other great people. We meet monthly and we have this interesting format. So we tend to meet at LRA, which is a local dungeon in town for those who don't know. And we usually have some demos. We obviously walk through consent. We teach people some of the basic things that you can do. So you can kind of give you the building blocks. I always try to set the expectations low that... Even though we're in a dungeon, most of the activities that you're going to see are like pretty G-rated. But we talk about how you can turn up that dial. If you want to play around with having somebody fixated on your necklace, right? Like your like super cool necklace. Like if you want to have somebody fixated on that, cool. Now, what's a way that you could change that recipe a little bit. What if you really wanted to get somebody dialed in on something else? Like, I don't know, like a body part. That sounds fun. Like you can't look at anything else. You can't think about anything else other than this one thing. So we try to talk about how you can weave things into play and give people some building blocks and then a space to practice. The other format we do is every so often, we also just get together for dinner and talk about all of our weird shenanigans. And we will be putting your group information up on the site soon. Come, please. We're desperate. We're trying to grow the group, trying to get new faces. And we've been really lucky. There's been a lot of interest. I know. It seems like it's in the air right now. Like a lot of people are tuning into this. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. Thank you so much, Lois. Thank Thank you. For more information on Mesmer Hypnosis Group Chicago, go to our show notes or our website at wildandsublime.com and look under sexual resources. Remember, when you engage in erotic hypnosis, it's important to have a partner that you trust. If you'd like to read more about erotic hypnosis, purchase Mind Play, a guide to erotic hypnosis by Mark Wiseman 
and also the study guide. MindPlay is recommended by the Mesmer Hypnosis Group, and when you purchase it through our bookshop affiliate link, you help independent booksellers and Wild and Sublime. Do you know someone who might be interested in erotic hypnosis? Send them this episode. Wild and Sublime is also sponsored in part by our Sublime supporter, Chicago-based Full Color Life Therapy. Therapy for all of you at FullColorLifeTherapy.com. If you would like to be a Sublime supporter, showcasing you and your business and supporting us at the same time, contact us at info at wildandsublime.com. So as I said in the beginning, this is our birthday month and we'll be giving the Butt Basics webinar to our Patreon subscribers. In honor of that and it being anal August as well, let's hear a tune from musician, comedian, Matt Griffo. Did all the things that you wanted to do You did each thing I asked of you And you say there's a thing you'd like to try A curiosity you can't deny Just a little bit of butt stuff What's the harm If it's going good We'll use your whole arm With just a little bit of butt stuff You say maybe it'll be my favorite thing Well, I'll try anything once Just watch your arm swing With a little bit of butt stuff Just a little bit of Just a little bit of whoa, whoa, whoa. Just a little bit of skip it a bop. I skip it a baby and bust up. I skip it a bop. I skip it a baby and bust up. Whoa, 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 yeah. Hang on, just hold up. Wait for every stop for a second. It got way too fast, and I, I tensed up. But I'm easing into it. Please go slow. Please go Just a little bit of booty stuff, a little bit of ha ha ha, just a little bit of wah wah wah, just a little bit of butt stuff. For more information on Matt Griffo, go to our show notes. In addition to being a somatic sex educator, I also do healing work with sound, both remotely, on Zoom groups, and in person. Biofield Tuning uses frequency to help repattern your bioelectric field and can support you in getting out of stuck behaviors and feel better. One client said, after two sessions, I felt noticeably freer and lighter. For more information, go to karen-yates.com. That link is in the show notes. Well, that's it, folks. Have a very pleasurable week. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who might be interested in this episode, send it to them. Do you like what you heard? Then give us a nice review on your podcast app. 
You can follow us on social media at Wild and Sublime and sign up for newsletters at wildandsublime.com. I'd like to thank associate producer Julia Williams and design guru Jean-Francois Gervais. Theme music by David Ben Porat. This episode was edited by the Creative Imposter Studios. Our media sponsor is Rebellious Magazine, Feminist Media at rebelliousmagazine.com. Ooh.